This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 343 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Horse Tip Daily on the Horse Radio Network. Well, happy Thanksgiving. May you have a wonderful day eating, gorging, doing all of those things that you do. Give your horse an extra carrot and give him a pat on the nose from everybody at the Horse Radio Network. We uh, wish you a very happy day and a fun weekend shopping. Well, today we are continuing the series we talked about yesterday over the next three days now, and we wanted to bring you something very special today. The Western Radio Show, Alan and Tammy over there, I thought did a tremendous job with their Thanksgiving week episode. It was called Thanksgiving Every Day. They had some guests on that I think you're going to want to hear about, talk about motivation and tips and and just an inspiration. Their show was that this week. So I thought it would be appropriate for you to take a listen to the Western Radio Show here on Thanksgiving Day on Horse Tip Daily. You might have never heard the Western Radio Show before. Maybe this will help you uh, find a new thing to listen to during the week. But I mainly wanted to bring it to you because of the content and the inspiration of the show. So here is the Western Radio Show, and I'm taking a look right now. It is westernradioshow.com, part of the Horse Radio Network, and it was episode number 29, titled Thanksgiving Every Day. We're going to play it in its entirety here. It's about an hour, so if you don't have an hour, you might want to come back to it another time or start listening to it now and finish it later. But happy Thanksgiving and enjoy this very special episode of the Western Radio Show by Alan Moorhead and Tammy Serrantz on the Horse Radio Network. This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 29 of the Western Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Thanksgiving every day. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Succeed Digestive Conditioning Formula. Visit them at SucceedDCP.com. And also Professionals Choice. Find them at P-R-O-F-C-H-O-I-C-E.com. This is Alan Moorhead. And I'm Tammy Schrantz, and this is the Western Radio Show on the Hush Radio Network. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Alan. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't talk. I had a mouthful of turkey. <laughs> you know, I didn't cook it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can't cook it unless it goes straight from the can to the pan or from the freezer to the microwave. From the freezer to the microwave. Just yeah. remove the plastic. <laughs> is, there a frozen, yep. is there a frozen Thanksgiving turkey meal? Yeah, you can even get frozen turkey with stuffing on it, Alan. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know what? I, I, you know, I'm not against turkey, but uh, I'm a steak and potatoes man. I kind of like steak at Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, me, too. Dark meat. If, you know, it's the turkey dark meat. I like that, you know, moist. And uh, and uh, and I never was a big fan of, of dressing growing up. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite. I could eat the dressing and no turkey and be happy as can be. 
But I was, I'm, you know, because of like uh, chicken fried steak and country fried steak and, uh, you know, uh, uh, roast beef and gravy. I've always been a gravy kind of guy. But, uh, but within the last 10 or 12 years, uh, uh, stuffing has taken on a new meaning to me and uh, has. Uh, <laughs> Are you stuffed, Alan? <laughs> it, it's, 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 stretched, it's stretched my belts a little bit more in the last couple of years. I don't know. <laughs> I know our first guest, Troy, is not going to be uh, having any more chicken fried steak. Uh, no, uh-uh. And, uh, and you know, uh, that's why Tammy and myself decided to uh, uh, call this thing Thanksgiving Every Day because there's just so much to be thankful for uh, in, in your everyday lives. Of course, uh, uh, be thankful. Be thankful to hear that alarm clock go off at 5 o'clock every morning because uh, – if you can hear it, that means you're alive to hear it. Good thing. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. Yep. Uh, you know, Alan, I actually have my medic license. I didn't know if, if I told you I went to college and it was something I always wanted to do. And they warned us about this heart condition that Troy had in the classroom and really? on the field. Yeah, they did. And they said, you know, if someone has this chest pain and, and it's abdominal aortic aneurysm and it is, it's fatal. Oh, yeah. So... I, I, we learn all about that, and to be able to talk to Troy, who's actually been through that, is right. um, is truly inspirational. I mean, what a great guy! And and the guy's name is Troy Oakley, and uh, uh, grew up in Indiana, uh, trained horses in North Carolina. Has been AQHA world champion. Uh, he's been a uh, Congress champion. His son Tate is following in his footsteps, and. Uh, Oh, I guess it was back in August of '09. Uh, had that deal come up, and uh, and the thing of it is, and and it still amazes some of us as we talk about him as a friend. Uh, is and he'll tell you uh, during our interview, I'm sure, about how the operation went. Tammy, they they, they actually took his heart out of his body, set it to the side. No, that's kind of yeah. His heart was in weird. top shape. It was just just all the plumbing around it. I guess you could say that. Heart problem. Stuff. Yep. <laughs> and he'll explain that, but uh, and, and truly inspirational as well on our show today from Kingman, Arizona, is uh, a mom to a, a three-time Wrangler National Finals rodeo qualifier, Joe Lee Lauderette, uh, uh, who's won a go-round inside the Thomas and Mac with mom yelling and rooting her own, and uh, has also <laughs> won. Uh, and, and the girls every night vote on best dressed, and uh, she's many times won that with the feathers just flying around. It's really cool to watch her run. Uh, but her mom, Dolly Lauderette. Uh, has as many accolades and titles as Joe Lee does 19 times or 20 times now to the uh, turquoise circuit finals in the barrel racing. That's with the WPRA, Women's Professional Rodeo Association, and Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association, co-sanctioned rodeos, uh, which, of course, end up in Las Vegas. She's been... uh, uh, she's had Horse of the Year of the WPRA a couple of times, a Frenchman's Guy bred horse that she calls Twinkie. Um... There's and just quite so, an inspiring story to her. Oh yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And yep. uh, and uh, Billie Jean King Sportswoman's Association deal. I can't remember exactly what it's called. She's been Sportswoman of the Year, and that's across the the whole nation. And and I just think it's really cool that uh, that these individuals with with so much going for them, and 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 they've had issues that would certainly make you be thankful every day uh, to have that sure. extra day uh, because at one time in their lives they didn't think there were going to be any others. And uh, yeah. so that kind of puts things in perspective and, and gives us a, uh, a sobering note today yeah. on the Western Radio Show at westernradioshow.com. And, again, thank you to everyone. And uh, be ready to be on the edge of your seats uh, to find out more. And whatever it is in your life, uh, put it past you and, and be thankful. 
uh, my wife's pastor, whenever I'm at home, uh, I get to go to church with him. And uh, he had a list of some things to be thankful for. Uh, one of them that really kind of tickled me is, is oh, flat tires. You ever had a flat tire going to a, a horse show or, or a shoot? Yes, I uh, have. I hate uh, tires and I know, hate wire. And you go back here and you <laughs> kick the tire, you kick the wheel, and that didn't help nothing. Uh, <laughs> one of the crossways he says to be thankful is be thankful for the flat tire. Because that means you've got transportation from point A to point B. You just got to stop and take care of something. Or some, you know, you're not having to walk. So yep, <laughs> that's really a cool kind of a deal. So perspective, Alan. Yeah, exactly right. But you know what? We're going to get into this thing, and we're going to uh, share Thanksgiving every day. And, again, happy Thanksgiving to you, and happy Thanksgiving to our troops, wherever they may be, that if they join us on the Western Radio Show. We'll be back with Troy Oakley of Pilot Point, Texas, in just a few moments tell his story of being an AQHA world champion and a survivor, and, and only 3% of them survived the surgery, and it's what got John Ritter, uh, aortic, uh, what do you call that thing, aneurysm. Aortic aneurysm. Yeah, exactly right. You say that because you're a medical professional. But we're going to get back with it <laughs> in just a moment after these words from our title sponsor, Succeed Digestive Conditioning Formula, back after this. So, what's wrong with your horse? Is he performing at his very best, or does he seem to be falling short? Is he withdrawn or lacking enthusiasm? Is he difficult or unwilling to ride? Does your horse have difficulty maintaining weight? Do you have concerns about colic? If you answered yes to any of these questions, consider this. The real culprit may be your horse's digestive system. The way we care or feed for our horses can upset our horse's delicate digestive system. This can lead to all sorts of issues we often assume are behavioral or training issues. In fact, your horses may be trying to tell you something. Do something about it. You succeed and take control. Succeed is a natural once-a-day program that addresses root causes. Specialized nutrients that succeed, let your horse be at its best. Try it for 90 days and see what happens. Better appearance, better attitude, better performance, and all-around better health. That succeed, your horse at its best. And, you know, Tammy, we're talking about Thanksgiving every day, and, and uh, there's always something to be thankful about. And uh, our first guest on westernradioshow.com today is a guy that I met, oh, some 10, 11 years ago at the Reichert Celebration in, in uh, I guess we were in Waterloo, Iowa at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, this guy's won AQHA world titles. He's been a... Uh, a uh, Congress champion, and uh, oh, you named the show, and this guy's been there and won it. He loves the show, and and uh, he's always had a lot to be thankful for, but 2009, he had a, a big experience, and we'll be talking about that in a moment, but first, we want to catch up on the on the horse life of Troy Oakley, and uh, he's living in Pilot Point, Texas now. Troy, welcome to the Western Radio Show. Hi, Troy. Well, thank, thank you, Alan and Tammy. I'm glad you invited me to be on. I greatly appreciate it. Now, Troy... Uh, early history and, and what we can read about and catch up on, uh, oh, Lord, there's a uh, an Equine Chronicle article about you on, on the Internet. And uh, you came from row crop family in Indiana. And then how did you get into the horses from row cropping? Well, my uh, I grew up in a, on a farm in, in northeastern Indiana and uh, family farm, and I wanted a motorcycle. <laughs> and when I was eight years old, and uh, my dad said uh, that wasn't going to work. He said, you picked something else. And uh, I said, well, i tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to have a horse. I watched a, a program on Walt Disney called Run, Appaloosa, Run. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And I told my dad, I said, if you want to give me a, a motorcycle, then I want to buy a horse. So that's where it started. And Lord, what that has led to. Holy cow. Yeah, I thought I thought that horse, after having livestock, we had cattle and sheep and hogs and you name it on that farm. But I thought a horse would stay good. And my dad still tells me to this day, you know, I bought, he bought me a, a gilding. And that gilding turned into several horses after that. And he said, I don't know how gildings reproduce, but Troy filled this farm up full of <laughs> The motorbike might have been cheaper. <laughs> yeah. The motorcycle would have been cheaper. You're right. Uh, I, I, I don't know if the hospital bills from a motorcycle would have been any cheaper than that and all those insurance co-pays and stuff like that. But, hey, whoa, I want, I want to back up here a second. You said y'all had sheep on the farm, too? Yes, sir. We had every kind my Others even raised rabbits. They raised rabbits. Um, anything you could think of that'd be on a farm, chickens, we had it all. Well, well, <laughs> in, in Troy Oakley's early life, w- w- did you do the sheep shearing at all, or, or were you just kind of like the owner's son and, and watched all the uh, the farm hands do that? Did you get into shearing the sheep, oh, or, or yeah, was I, it meat sheep? No, I, I was one of those that just watched that. I, uh, truthfully, Alan, Spoiled I got Brad. started. I got started in the local 4-H club, uh-huh. and that's like that's where I got my beginning. After I bought a horse, I got started in 4-H. And in the Midwest, in Indiana, where I grew up, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, 4-H is a, a great program. And, and truthfully, I have a lot to be thankful for, and I owe a lot to my local 4-H club to, to where I am now. Well, Troy, what got you from the horse that that, that your dad got you just to get started with, and, w- and what got you from just having the horse there on the farm uh, to getting into training the pleasure horses and going to the shows? Well, as you would, uh, as you know me, even at eight years old and getting involved in the 4-H, uh, I'm a very competitive person. I I grew up playing sports. I think the word would, I think the word would be you're kind of like me, a show off. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't think he was like you, Alan. <laughs> true, true. I have, to, I have to say it like this. My my dad always <laughs> tried to instill in us us kids to uh, to be humble. But you know, it's it's hard to be humble. I'm I'm one of those. I'm I'm goal driven. I'm passionate about what I do. And and when I got started that local 4-H program, you know, I. I wanted to be winner. It's kind of like uh, Talladega Nights. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> I so agree with that. That's my philosophy, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm flying through the air. This can't be good. <laughs> but I uh, I enjoyed, as I grew, and uh, oh, when I was 14, 15, I had the local people in the community start sending me horses uh-huh. to ride. And, Just getting uh, them broke? Yeah, and then I found out you could, uh, you know, make a living, you know, uh, doing that. But I, I will tell you, even in the horse business today, today anybody that knows me, I, I like the uh, the buying and selling of young prospects and developing them. And that first horse my dad bought me as a gilding, uh-huh. we give five hundred dollars. We give five hundred dollars for him, and I showed him in the local shows in 4-H, and uh, I ended up selling him for twenty five hundred dollars. And everybody in my family was crying when he went down the driveway except me. I was sitting there counting money. Counting money. And, and that's, that's where it all began. That was my humble beginning. You know, when I found out you could take 500 and turn it into 2,500, I said, this is for me right here. Oh, God, I just imagined. If only it was that easy. <laughs> 
It's not that easy, but uh, it's not. I, just, I found out that you can make money with a horse, and that's uh, it's been my livelihood ever since I was 14, 15 years old. I've I've never held a public job. So your family, they show horses too. I've heard, um, you know, Tate's grown into quite a champion. Could you tell us about your family? Oh yes, I have. Uh, I have two boys. I have Tab, who is fourteen, and I have uh-huh. Tate, that is twenty. And everybody in the horse show world knows Tate, but uh, my youngest son Tab this year was top five at the Congress in the Youth Pleasure. Um, he and last year, when I was in the hospital or when I was out, he was reserve champion at the Congress. He uh, was second in the novice thirteen and under pleasure out of a. 140-some kids, and I missed it. I didn't wow. get to see it. Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't get to watch it on the computer. Uh, they had it uh, taped, and I got a DVD of him and got to watch it. But, yeah, both my boys, uh, you know, it's they're both different. love them both in, in, in different ways. But, hey, he's pursuing a, uh, a career in the horses. And Tab, he thinks he wants to be a professional guide or a hunter out west one day when he grows up. But he wants to be able to ride a horse while he's doing it too. So uh, he, uh, he he enjoys the horses also. Yeah. Make make a comparison uh, if you can, and and I mean it's kind of the same with myself. I mean I've been announcing rodeos and horse shows and deals for a long, long time, and my oldest son Jacob is kind of getting into it, and it's just so thrilling to watch. Make the comparison of of you winning a world title at the AQHA level and and then watching uh, or actually, you know, hearing about your son Tate winning one or the Congress championship. Well, I, I will tell you this. My my whole life, the, the people that my close inner circle that know me very well, I have always been more for my clientele and more for my son Tate than I even have myself. I didn't win a world title until late in life. Matter of fact, I was uh, – I was in my early 40s before I'd won my world title, but sitting there watching Tate win a world title at the age of 12, he was the youngest person to ever win, boy or girl, to ever win the youth world uh, in the Western Pleasure. He was 12 years old, and to see him compete, I, I just, I have to tell you, I, I'm getting cold chills right now talking about it and I'm watching sure. him, and watching him perform. It, it, it was, it was unbelievable, and. Uh, you know, it's like I said, Tate is working at Rusty Green Quarter Horses in uh, Aubrey, Texas, and I'm about 15, 20 minutes away from him. I get to eat lunch with him uh, two, three times a week and dinner with him. But, you know, this is a tough business. And every, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, Troy, why, why don't you have Tate working with you? And, and this, is, this is what I tell them. I love my dad. When I was growing up, my dad was my best friend. Right. But I, I couldn't work with my dad. And what right. I mean by that is, we just it's it's just something about family that's hard to work with and and i i've told tate if he wants to do this business i got him a good start he's got a lot of the good basics from from a kid and youth growing up but i thought it would be good for him to work he worked last year at jay starnes and helped him at the congress and and now he's at Rusty's, and I just told him, I said, you've got to surround yourself with some good people and get some new ideas, but don't be like your dad. Be Kate Oakley. Don't be right. Troy Oakley. Yeah. Develop it your sounds own, like great advice. Yeah. And, and, develop your own style, and, uh, you know, you, you teach them the basics. You teach them of what, uh, what it takes to be a good young man, and then you turn them loose and, and let them do it. And I just... 
I'm so thankful that he's been at two quality places because Jay Starnes, I, Jay Starnes, I had him as a kid, yep. and uh, he he worked and helped with me. And everybody knows what Jay's done. He's a Hall of Fame rider, a Congress winner, world champion. Same way with Rusty Green, and and I've told Tate, you've got to surround yourself with good people. And uh, I'm just I'm very blessed. And uh, you know, if Tab decides to pursue something like this. I would give him the same advice also. Exactly. But, right. uh, I know you would. I, I, I've got two boys. I love them dearly, and uh, I'm just glad that I can be here to enjoy them for what all I've been through in the last year and a half. And they're both and they're both super fine young men, and and you know that would be a plenty in in most anybody's life just to to sit back and uh, sit on the laurels and be thankful about that when you come up on Thanksgiving time, and and uh, this is the real reason that I wanted to have you on WesternRadioShow.com is to share your story about what you just mentioned a moment ago lightly. Uh, being in the hospital in 2009, August of 2009, uh, you came up with something that uh, I don't know if you call it a, a disease or just a heart issue, uh, but it was uh, an aortic aneurysm, and, and it was the same deal that uh, that John Ritter, a, a famous actor, and uh, of course he was on Three's Company and uh, and many other movies, and, and a super fine guy. It was it's the same deal that uh, put him in his grave. And uh, I, I want you to share your story about uh, going to the doctor and then to the hospital room. Uh, I want to talk about that just for a few minutes and uh, and how that has just changed your life and and uh, and just kind of changed the way you look at being thankful about everything and making Thanksgiving every day. Talk about going to the doctor and finding out uh, about this issue. Well, Alan, I'm going to start by saying this right here. What happened to me, I wouldn't wish it on anybody's worst enemy. Right. Uh, I had an aortic aneurysm, and they call it the silent killer, is Mm -hmm. what they call it. And on August 20th, I woke up, and I was was right after the Rikert. I'd just gotten back from the Rikert, and I was laying over in Pilot Point, Texas, to go on to the uh, select amateur world. Right. And I woke up, and I thought I was was having a heart attack. And uh, I I was... was just had a tremendous amount of pain, and uh, I finally went to Denton uh, Regional Hospital in Denton, Texas, and went to the emergency room, and I told them, I said, you know, I think I'm having a heart attack, and they said, well, come on here, Mr. Oakland, let us check you over, and they checked all my vital signs, and uh, they said, well, you're not, uh, you're not having symptoms of a heart attack, let's uh, give you a CT scan. So they put me in the CT scan, and uh, I wasn't in there 30 seconds when they laid me down and rolled me in there, and they jerked me out. And I saw the nurses and the doctor just hustling around there and bustling. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, what, what's going on? And they said, uh, you've got a, an aortic aneurysm. And I said, well, I said, I'm a country boy from North Carolina. You want to explain this to me? And they said, uh, yes. They said, uh, you have the, it's like a garden hose that is swelling up. Right. And... Uh, or like an inner tube on the side of a, a bicycle tire. It's got a knot on it. It's it's swelling up, and the layers are tearing from the inside out, and you're at your last air. Excuse me. You're at your last layer, layer. and it's seeping up. And wow. I, said, uh, I said, really? And they said, yeah. And they said, if that busts, you know, you're gone. There's nothing they can and do about that. For short, the doctor said we're gonna we're gonna airlift you here from from Denton to Baylor, but 
you are in the best place because at Baylor Hospital, they are a special, special, special place to do this surgery, and they have the best surgeons in the country right here. So they airlifted me uh, from Denton and to Baylor within 30 minutes. They had me off that helicopter and uh, had me into surgery. But as I was going in, they said, uh, do you remember John Ruger? And I said, oh, yeah, on three's coming. I said, yeah, but didn't he die? And they said, well, yeah, and they, you got the same thing he has. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow, isn't that comforting? They, they didn't. I'm I'm thankful that they didn't tell me this going in, but uh, as going going into the surgery, you know, they had me signing documents and papers. And I, I can remember this. I've had Blue Cross Blue Shield for years, right. and anybody that would listen to me and tell this, pay your insurance. My my hospital bills were a half a million dollars. I had a thirty-five hundred dollar deductible just to ride that helicopter was twenty-eight thousand dollars. And if you're going to do wow. a lesser truck trailer, you don't go out and eat and watch movies right. on the weekend. Have that insurance. Insurance is something we can't afford. It's something we can't afford to be without. Exactly. But right. long story short, I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked here. Long story short is they put me in there for that surgery, and I was signing those papers, and uh, they told me I'd probably be out for maybe uh, 24 hours, and then I. I would come to, well, I was three days coming to. Oh, I, I had never been under, I'd never been under anesthetic. Now, and when I, I come out. And one of the things come, you were telling me, and not to interrupt you right here, but uh, I, I want to get this in. Uh, when did you find out what the percentage rate uh, is of survival of this surgery that they were doing for that aortic aneurysm? I mean, it's, it's extremely low. Folks, be ready to be shocked about this. And, and uh, did they tell you afterwards, or did you know before, that it was only a 3% chance of living to, through this thing? Yeah, Alan, that's what, that's what I'm so thankful about. It's truthfully, they didn't tell me going into surgery <laughs> that only 3% survived the surgery. They Holy just cow. they told me that... Uh, you know what happened to John Ritter and when I come out and when I start get you know getting coherent they said that three percent survived the surgery and I, I mean I, I'm truthfully I'm thankful because I didn't and blessed because I didn't have time to worry about if I was going to live or die I mean they were hurrying around trying to get me in there in surgery and I was in surgery for seven to eight hours and uh, they repaired my my aorta they re- my aorta valve and uh, the descending aorta. But, but here's the other thing. What I come to, Alan, is they were telling me, hey, you know, your days as a, as a horse trainer and uh, going up and down the road showing these horses is over. You're going to have to uh-huh. find a new occupation. And and they also told me that I was going to have to have more surgery. They just couldn't do it then. And you know why they didn't give me the, sur- the second surgery? Why not? It's because they thought I was... They thought I was going to die. Oh. And that the they said the insurance company wouldn't have paid them if they'd have done the second surgery while they were in there. So, oh, and if go back in and cut you open again later on and do more surgery, but they thought I was going to die. That's why they didn't do it. Man, you'd think there would be something wrong with the fact of not doing the service that you really needed. I mean, by a doctor just saying, you know, well, we're in here. We're not going to do it because we don't know if we'd get paid, but it's something that would help save this life. It seems like there's something kind of wrong with that, but, I mean, good Lord, it's, it's just amazing that you and, – uh, and, and I noticed that you said uh, thankful and blessed in there, and, like, we talked uh, a couple of days on the telephone, and, and, and I've heard folks say it to you. 
And uh, and you've told me about people saying that, you know, God, you're so lucky. Three percent chance of surviving. But uh, I like your outlook on this. Tell everybody that's listening at WesternRadioShow.com what your take is on how lucky you were. Well, I'm not lucky, Alan. I'm a blessed man. Right. I'm a miracle, and I'm here. I'm here talking to you today because the good Lord has got some unfinished business for me. And I think being able to talk on on WesternRadioShow.com and explain to people these things, I, I I personally think that I've been left here for a reason. I've got a I've got a voice. I've got a story that needs to be told, and and I'm telling you, you, Alan, anybody else that's listening. Go get a checkup. I haven't had a checkup in 27 years. I had a checkup to play high school football and basketball, a physical, and and I thought I was a perfectly good, healthy person because I was active. But I was suffering from high blood pressure and stress, and and that's what brought all this on. And, you know, now, thankful to the medication that I take every day, I take probably – 20 to 25 pills a day that keeps my blood pressure under control. When I was there in the hospital, they thought I was going to stroke because my blood pressure stayed anywhere from 180 to 200 over 110 to, to one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you know you had high pressure. blood pressure before? I mean, is that something you were aware of or was that just all new to you? Oh, well, let me tell you this. It's new to me. It was new to me then. <laughs> I got done and I went and rehabbed and stayed at my mom and dad's place in Indiana for four months. I found out that my dad has high blood pressure. My mother has <laughs> high blood pressure. Both my brothers, my sister. My mother lost her twin sister to a heart attack. My dad lost a sister to a, a heart attack. Um, high blood pressure oh. runs in our family. Yeah. And yep. I was walking around a walking time bomb and didn't even know it. Didn't know it. So, so, so the doctors have you on some medication and a strict diet. So when you get to go eat lunch with Tate, you don't have good old uh, Texas uh, chicken fried steak, huh? No, sir. I, I try to stay away from it. But, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I will tell you now. My heart is perfect. It's not my heart. My heart is in great shape. Cool. The doctors, they, t- they took my heart out of my body and right. laid it on a table where they were working on me and had me hooked to a machine. My heart is in great shape. I had lost 50 pounds of weight in about a five-month period of time, and I was working out, and I was strong. And the doctors, my surgeon, Dr. Brinkman at Baylor Hospital, told me, said, Troy, if you hadn't have lost that weight and been in great shape, you'd never survive this surgery. Wow. Oh, man, that is so cool. Such a great story. And uh, and folks at westernradioshow.com, this guy, I mean, he's just a genuine guy. And, uh, I mean, he lives to tell about it. And then, and uh, we're running out of time on this one, but, but I want to share with you the fact, too, that it was August the 20th, uh, 2009, that he was in the hospital having all this done, uh, where he was basically a, a man dead on an operating table with a heart laying beside him. And uh, less than 365 days later, the, the same show that you had just left, you were there. Talk about the experience of being able to come back. And just briefly, but talk, talk briefly about the experience of that happening just the year before, inside of a year, and then coming back and judging at the Reichert Celebration this year. You were a judge, and it was so much fun to be there with you. Well, uh, it, it was a blast judging, and... Uh... Of course, Alan gives us all a good, a good hard time and uh, enjoys. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, he enjoys giving the judges a hard time in the exhibitors, but it was <laughs> it was so 
afraid to go and judge. And uh, I have so many great friends that uh, that show in the horse world and the quality of horse flesh and being able to sit there and judge. It was, uh, you feel like you're king for a day. How about that, Alan? <laughs> there you go. And, and and it was king for about 10 days because that's how long that son of a gun runs. Oh, man, and, and long days. And, and a bunch of great horses were there this year, too. Holy cow. And uh, It's not easy for me either. You earn every dime. We, we were up at, at 6 o'clock every morning, and we were at the show by 7, and we would get done, what, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. But, the, the you know, I had fellow judges there with me, Ten other ones, and they'd give me a hard time because I'd have to take a break and take my medication through the day. <laughs> I, I had a couple of den mothers that were judges that they'd say, "Hey, Troy, you took your medicine today," and and uh, it was uh, it was a great time, Alan. We just I, I was just so thankful that I could uh, come back the following year and be a part of the oh. of the horse show. And, and smiles, smiles all week long. He was for sure. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, Troy. Uh, man, and, and many added blessings to you, and happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh, what I'd like for you to do right now is just just take a moment and uh, and give all our listeners at WesternRadioShow dot com a happy Thanksgiving and, and your well wishes for a Thanksgiving to be what they want it to be. Well, I would tell everybody out there in Radio Land that uh, is listening to Alan on on his program to uh, get down on your hands and knees and uh, bow your head and thank the yeah. good Lord for every day that you can draw a breath. To me, a good day is when I can see the sunrise and the sunset. And that's that's all I look for every day. And anything outside of that is just a complete blessing. Absolutely. Oh, man. On behalf of Tammy Schrantz, myself, uh, Alan, or actually Troy, I am Alan. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting all <laughs> choked up about this kind of thing. It, it, he kind of does that to you. But, uh, man, again, thanks for sharing your story and uh, and hope it means something to somebody that uh, if they've just been sitting around waiting, there, there's no reason to wait to go to that doctor and get things checked out. And, uh, and the title of our show and the focus of our show today is Thanksgiving Every Day. Whether you've had a life-threatening or a life-changing situation like that, uh, or to just something simple along the way. And if you know of somebody like that, be thankful every day of what we got and of course the freedom in america and, and i'm thankful for each and every one of our uh soldiers that uh, go and defend our freedoms as well uh, we've got a lady coming up here in just a moment dolly lauderette uh kingman arizona uh, had some mouth cancer had that removed a couple of years later had to have a brain tumor tumor removed and within a matter of about a month was competing at the women's world finals rodeo with her daughter uh, Wrangler National Finals Rodeo Qualifier, Joe Lee Lauderip. She's got a great story to tell, too, and she can tell you why. Even before that, she had a reason to be thankful for Thanksgiving every day. We'll be right back after this word. It is that holiday gift-giving time, and what a better gift for your horse or your horse friends than a gift that will protect and support your horse. Of course, we are speaking about Professionals Choice. At Professionals Choice, they believe the more comfortable the horse, the better the performance. All of their innovative products are recognized by top trainers and riders across the board, English or Western. From boots to saddle pads, you will find the perfect gift for that horse lover in your life. Find them at your local tax shop or at profchoice.com. That's P-R-O-F choice.com. Oh, Tammy, what a theme for today. Thanksgiving week. And uh, Tammy, are you thankful about anything? 
I am thankful about a lot of things, Alan. <laughs> yeah, <you're, laughs> I totally agree with the guests that we've had today. Yeah. Every day is a day to give thanks. Yeah, and you're thankful for, for uh, Handsome. Handsome's your horse's name. Handsome, handsome is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My horse and my dog and yeah. uh, d- just a lot of things. <laughs> well, our next guest is, uh, oh, and I've introduced her at uh, the Women's World Finals Rodeo. Every year I've done it except for this past one. Uh, they weren't able to make it. She and her daughter, Jolie. And, and, and Jolie Lauderette, uh three times as, as run barrels inside the Thomas and Mac in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. And, and a lot of that is because of where she's come from and, uh, and the driving force behind her, her best friend, her mom, Dolly Lauderette. And uh, Dolly's a woman of faith and uh, has always been thankful about a lot of things. And uh, within the last eight years or so, uh, actually within the last five years or so, has had some of those uh, life-changing issues that uh, might change the way she looks at things today. But uh, first of all, we want to welcome Dolly Lauderette of Kingman, Arizona, to the Western Radio Show. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about rodeo first, and then we're going to get into some other things. Dolly, welcome to the show today. Hi, Dolly. Thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, she's she's such a hero and such a sweet lady. Uh, Now, how many times, and we were talking about it a moment ago off the air, and uh, it just slipped my mind, and I'm supposed to remember it as a good announcer. I guess I'm just not. But uh, (laughs) Turquoise Circuit Finals, how many times have you been to that in the barrel racing? I've been to the Turquoise Circuit Finals uh, 20 times. Holy cow. That's, wow. That's, that's got to be a record out there. That's consistency. Oh, I don't think so. There's a lot of us old girls that continue on. And, and, and even, I mean, you qualified to go back again this year, did you not? Yes, I did, and I did compete. We have uh, our circuit finals was in, uh, was in October. Right. And, uh, oh, Sydney Blanchard, uh, past rookie of the year, who qualified to the national finals rodeo here in a couple of weeks, was there. Uh, Sherry Servey was there. How did you end up overall on, on your good old horse, Twinkie? Well, yes, I did ride my old horse, Twinkie, who's uh, 18, and I rode. Uh, he, he and I ended up winning fourth of the average, and we were really excited about that because, uh, you know, he's getting a little age on him, and. <laughs> he made some really, really good runs. It was a tough barrel race, and so I was uh, real thrilled. And, and, Dolly, I can remember a time, I guess it was three years ago. No, it had to be four years ago. Uh, we were in uh, Alvarado, Texas, Women's World Finals, and uh, Twinkie was voted by your peers, the rest of the girls, as uh, Horse of the Year with the WPRA. How much does that mean wow. to you uh, to have your peers vote on your horse to be Barrel Horse of the Year? Well, it was a real honor, and in fact, Twinkie has uh, won that honor twice. <laughs> so it's uh, especially, and the second one's just as exciting as the first one. It's nice that people appreciate uh, how well he's done and what a, uh, a good horse he's been, and a durable horse. So it was a, a real, hey, real privilege to have that. Ellen, what colors Twinkie? I just thinking of the Twinkie and Byer, and I was wondering, is he Palomino? <laughs> Yeah, and he's Palomino. Twinkie's a Palomino. He got his uh, nickname okay. by uh, That was yeah. just a guess. Greenfield Pre- sponge what... cake. <laughs> that's, that's how he got his name. Oh, now he's he's a Frenchman's guy, is he not? <laughs> yes, his registered name is Frenchman's Twister, and he is by Frenchman's guy. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was uh, in the first crop when, oh. when they first started breeding. 
I'm a Frenchman's guy. Well, I'll tell you what, you've got something that's a pretty hot item right now because uh, just a couple, as a matter of fact, two weeks ago now from this Thanksgiving weekend, worked the uh, J.B. Quarter Horses sale in Waco, Texas, uh, reading pedigrees and announcing it. And the, the Frenchman's guys, holy cow, they were really hot. There's a Frenchman's guy with a dash to fame on the bottom side that's sold really, really well. Uh, and outside of having the horse of the year twice uh, with Twinkie, uh, 2007, after some problems in, in, in Dolly Lauderette's life, you come back and win a world championship in the healing, in the team roping. Talk a little bit about what that means wow. to you. I mean, is, is, is your horse winning a title more important than you winning a title, or how was it to come back and win one? Oh, you know, it's great to have your horse or your child do right. really, really well, but it's a it's a Something I worked for and, and kind of wanted to do, so it, it was uh, quite a for me, and, and I was real happy with it. But uh, in the same thing, it was a, in the team roping and the healing, and so it was a team effort too. Because I, of course, I rope with Jolie, my daughter, and uh, that's the main reason I won it. But I rope with uh, another girl that year, and I roped with her for a couple of years, uh, Valerie Howe. And so it's a team effort. So. It, it wasn't just me that did it. It's team open, and I just happened to be the one that, uh, that won just a little bit more money. I so tell you. us about your daughter. Did she go to the NFR? Yes, she has. She's been to the NFR three times, uh, in 2002, 2003, and 2004. And, uh, you know, talk about exciting, standing in that lane and watching your girl run down that lane into her first barrel the first night. That was that was really something. That's got to be more nervous than running yourself, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, it was when she had to get off her mare and get on Twinkie, and, and I had to kind of look him in the eye and say, "Don't you be a Henri. <laughs> Go out there and do good." Well, she did. He went out and ran her a, one of one of the go rounds that year in two thousand two, four. So, uh, he, it's a real exciting for us that uh, she won that round and then went it on Twinkie was even. More exciting, and, and she has won uh, one of the best dressed awards at the finals too, has she not? Yes, she has. With yes, those titles, has. and and the girls all vote upon that. And uh, and for those of you who who are, are diehard uh, television watchers and of the telecast of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo from Las Vegas, and if you can remember back to oh uh, two, oh three, and oh four. Uh, Joe Lee was the one that would, there would always still be feathers flying in the building when she came out. <laughs> she had long boas and a lot of str- I mean, uh, and looked absolutely awesome. And uh, and the only thing longer than any of the boas and things like that was her long blonde hair that was flying out from under that black hat uh, <laughs> out the backside. And uh, and I, I know it had to be a thrill for mom to sit there and watch that as well. Uh, I want to catch up with some things with you, Dolly, and uh, – and the theme of our show this week is Thanksgiving every day. And, and I know that uh, y- your family is a family of faith. And, uh, and the family had to come together in 2005. Um, talk a little bit about uh, a trip to the doctor. And, uh, and hearing the doctor say that, Dolly Lauderette, you got mouth cancer and we're going to have to do some things. Uh, what does that do to your mindset? And, 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 and do you go to your family and, and lean on them and, and think about and pray about what you're going to have to do uh, to overcome this deal? Yes, it was. A, it's not something I would ever want somebody to have to deal with. It's uh, terrifying because... Uh, it's just not something you think about happening to yourself. And uh, it was pretty scary. 
but we were very fortunate because we have a good friend. We had a good friend here in Kingman. Right. That, uh, was an ENT uh, doctor, and so he got us in at uh, the, the Mayo Clinic down in Phoenix, and we had a, a superb doctor down there, so that helped it. But and a, an encouraging doctor who never thought I wasn't going to make it. Now, the first doctor I thought I saw wasn't wasn't so encouraging, and uh, it was very earth-shattering and, and terrifying, and it just brought us tighter because we're very tight uh, family anyway, and uh, they helped me through this. They never left my Jolie never left my side, and, and Daryl only left it when he just had to, so... I, and my brothers lived down in the Phoenix area, and that's where the surgeries were done, and, and they were there for the surgery. But it uh, it was terrifying, but uh, once once you knew it and you say your prayers and you talk to the Lord about it, and then you... I only know one way, which I think I've told you this before, and that's forward. So you, I never never lost hope. I just continued forward, continued doing what I, I oh. do, and... Absolutely. The only thing that stopped me for any time at all was my radiation oh. treatments. And I can promise you, you are a woman of hope, that's for sure. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> so what kind of, I, I know you had a lot of uh, chemotherapy, Dolly, and a lot of surgeries. What exactly did you have to go through for to get to get through all these health issues? Well, I had, I had surgery where they removed the roof of my mouth and uh, quite a bit of my nasal cavity and... Uh, so I had to have an operator put in, which is a plastic device that becomes the roof of my mouth. So I had to do that. But wow. then following that, I had to have a seven weeks or uh, 33 treatments of radiation. And strategic, they put it, they're real accurate. I mean, real precise about, uh, mm-hmm. I had five places that they radiated around my uh, nasal cavity. And uh it's a, they tell you what's going to happen, and you think, no, I, I can, I'm tough. I'll, I won't have any trouble with this. But whatever, everything they tell you happens. <laughs> it happens just like they say it will. And it happens. Be sick. And it happens just that way too. And uh, through yes, the does. through the 33 radiation treatments, um, and I know that they told you because we talked about this off the air, uh, and this was back in 2005. And let me tell you what, uh, Tammy. That, that that surgery with removing the roof of the mouth, uh, I'll promise you, Dolly Lauderette has the most beautiful smile, and she smiles all the time. And uh, she talks mm-hmm. about Joe Lee never left her side. Joe Lee is never <laughs> two steps away from her mom anytime I've ever seen him at any of the old, uh, National Barrel Horse Association. We have a deal in uh, Las Vegas in June that I announced for them, and uh, and they come, and they're side by side, and they, they share their horses, and uh, they're such a great family bond. And Joe Lee's dad uh, and Dolly's husband, Daryl, is just an awesome guy. And uh, But after the 33 radiation treatments, did did they warn you, Dolly, uh, or did was there something uh, that was in in the works, or, or that you knew that later on you may have some more problems from that radiation treatment? You know that they never were specific about that um, at Mayo Clinic. They're so positive with everything they they do with you, and all of the staff is so awesome with you. But um, you're sharp enough to know that. When they're, but you know, radiation stays with you forever. So, and uh, the way it was going in, and I, odd thing is, I talked to my vet. Uh, I have a really good vet that's a real good <laughs> friend of ours in, in Phoenix or Scottsdale, Gary Coffin, and I said, well, 
I told him, you know, there has to be some repercussions from this at some point. And, and uh, he said, yeah, there could be. He's the one that was, yeah. You know, there could be. You could get some, you know, scarring from it or some growth from it. And, and in fact, I did. Oh, yeah. But they, they, so that- they, they didn't think the cancer would ever come back, so that part was good. So what actually came back in '09 um, because of all that radiation? Uh, from the radiation, it caused a tumor in my brain. Uh, just from where the radiation came through my head is really what it was. And uh, I was very fortunate with that because it was not cancerous and not going to have to, uh, did have to have surgery, but uh, all MRIs and work that they did afterwards has shown that it's not coming back, not growing back. So, so you were you were still cancer you were still cancer free from all the treatments in that at the time, and it was a uh, uh, what they call in the medical field a benign tumor, but yet they had to go in and and uh, remove it for uh, possible growth against the brain and things like that. I guess. Right. Well, I had a seizure from it, uh-huh. and so you, your brain is uh, there's not enough room in there for anything but the brain. So anything that's a foreign growing in there has to be removed and just uh, i'm very thankful and and blessed that it when they took it out everything was good and nothing's come back nothing from it and you know tammy whether it's comedy or whether it's announcing or whether it's mounted shooting or whether it's roping like what dolly does and even in uh giving her lessons and and teaching youngsters to barrel race to rope uh timing is everything And, and the timing of this tumor and the timing of taking the uh, surgically removing that tumor was was kind of a, a, a almost a misfortune. But uh, let me tell you how Dolly Lauderette can turn adversity into opportunity, um, <laughs> because it was in October of 2009. Uh, was it the front end of October or towards the middle end of October? Because I can't remember mm-hmm. the exact dates. We it was were... about the 11th, 11th or 12th. Okay, so it's the front end of October, and uh, I guess it. It was close to the second week of uh, November. The Women's Professional Rodeo Association has their Women's World Finals rodeo schedule for Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, Dolly Lauderette goes and gets a tumor removed from her brain and within a month is in the competition arena at the Women's World Finals Rodeo, Tammy. And, uh, I mean, that's why she's just one of my heroes, and there's, there's no getting wow. around. Uh, talk about the mindset uh, that you had to have as the champion. I mean, you're a world champion from 07, and then in 09 you come back and have the surgery in October, and, uh, and you rope with your daughter with, uh, uh, at the Women's World Finals, I mean, just after, a month after having that done. Talk a little bit about the mindset uh, of getting yourself ready. And I, I know you, you were tired all week long, and, and you'd go take naps and rest and then come to rope. But, but uh, I mean, just stole my heart, and, and that's why I've always introduced you as a hero. And just tell us about that. Well, it just goes back to my philosophy. You know, as you said, it's thankful. I'm thankful every day, and every day a good day to me. So exactly right. I just wanted to go back. We we had the little fraternity horses that we'd had for uh, barrel horses for that year, and um, had Jolie ride one of them instead of me ride them. Should have had her ride both of them, and it turns out. But I just uh, needed to be there. I just wanted to right. be there. Uh, it was therapy. Didn't want to be sitting at home, I, there was, you know, I, I didn't expect to perform at my best, but uh, I didn't. I just had, just wanted to go. Do you think that's what keeps you going, Dolly? I mean, do you think it's faith? Do you think it's family? Do you think it's the horses? What do you contribute? You know, your your inspiring success to. 
Oh, I think all those things. It's, I think we're just blessed to, to live here and, and have the opportunity to do any of the things we, we do, regardless of what they are. And I just, uh, I don't think you should stop. I don't think you slow down because you got older. I don't think you stop because you had a little, uh, you know, sickness or whatever. You just keep going. I think if you stop and sit and let it overcome you, it, it, it completely overcomes you. And so you just keep going. I don't think of myself as sick. I just keep going. And I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Yep. Until I die. And that's such an inspirational thing. And Tammy, uh, I know you're going to weigh in or want to weigh in on this as a uh, a female athlete. Uh, uh, and and uh, Tammy's won world championships too, Dolly, in, in mounted shooting, and uh, and she loves to ride. And I think that that would be a kind of a therapy for Tammy. But uh, talk about what it meant to Dolly Lauderette, uh and I can't remember if it was '08 or '09. Billie Jean King, uh, a longtime tennis player and, and uh, champion and, and very inspirational to a lot of women athletes and, and women or sports women, uh, to be selected, Dolly, uh, across the nation out of all the women athletes that there are, to be one of the few that were recognized as Sportswoman of the Year at the Billie Jean King deal there in California. Uh, how did that inspire you? And, and, and uh, I mean, all your friends and family around you to be noted nationwide as Sportswoman of the Year. Well, it was, well, it was really an honor. And a surprise, not really, I hadn't, uh, didn't really know too much about it until they contacted me. But uh, that kind of came about from, I think, uh, Jolie doing some work with the Women's Sports Sports Federation, right. and I'm getting to know her, and she kind of told them my story, and that's how they got it. I thought it was wonderful also because it recognized in sports for women of the, the WPRA and the uh, rodeo because they aren't honored nearly as much as you, the uh, tennis, basketball, uh, soccer, uh, ice skating, and the more mainstream what, what they think of women doing. So it was an honor for me, but it was also an honor for our association to, to be recognized as a sporting group. And, uh, at, you know, as you know, the WPRA is the oldest women's sport right. association in America. So we've been around a really long time, and so it was really nice to be recognized uh, for all women in rodeo. It was I didn't think really that it was an honor just to me. In that respect, either I think it was an honor for all of us in Rodeo. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, maybe we can get Tammy introduced to Billie Jean King or something. She can be Sportswoman of the Year sometime. And <laughs> oh, Aussie, <laughs> wonderful group of people, real um, nice, very yeah. nice group of people. And you know, uh, really, the inspiring thing to me is the fact that, and you mentioned that the WPRA is the oldest women's sports organization that is continuing uh-huh. to run. It's been around a long time. And what thrills me to know is that after 2005 and the surgeries and the beautiful smile you have from that uh, and coming back from the brain tumor removal, that that Dolly Lauderette is today still cancer-free and will be around for a long time and and have an impact 
on the industry because of the the kids and 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 those who come through her training program there in Kingman, Arizona. Dolly, thank you for joining Tammy and myself today and sharing your story with us. Uh, Thanksgiving every day, and uh, and man, it just means so much to have you with us. And uh, you are still my hero. Thank you for spending time with us. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, Dolly. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Guess you know. Talking to these two folks, <laughs> Troy Oakley and Dolly Lauderette, sometimes it just makes me feel so ashamed about getting aggravated about some things. Sometimes. About silly stuff, I know. Oh, yep. Yeah. I mean, heck, such an inspiration, both of them. And, uh, and I just felt it important to get these kind of stories out on Thanksgiving week. Uh, to kind of show us how trivial some other things can be. And uh, it doesn't take a situation like that. It doesn't take an aortic aneurysm. It doesn't take a mouth cancer or a tumor on the brain uh, to make you be thankful. I mean, for these folks, exactly. it shouldn't have. I mean, you know, because I, I know the character and what it was before. And uh, holy cow, it's just awesome. Absolutely. I, uh, I go to Brazos Trails Cowboy Church in Weatherford, Texas every week. and. Uh-huh. That was actually this week, Chairman Allen. It was don't 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 have to endure a life-changing circumstance or situation to be understand when you're grateful. Right. And when you sit there and you say your blessings, be grateful first before you ask for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the sermon for the week. Yeah, so. and, and and even with everything that's going on now in 2010 politically, I mean, heck, it's, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to be, but, man, you still have to be thankful to be an American. And, uh, of course, yep. uh, one of my big deals is at rodeos and shows that I announce uh, wherever we may be entertaining is uh, I, I'm hardly – not going to start one without a prayer and a national anthem because yep. uh, I guess I'm just a, a throwback, uh, old-time kind of cowboy kind of guy, and it's God and country. And uh, sure. to, to the family members that listen to us at westernradioshow.com of those who wear the uniform that have that patch of our flag, they represent our flag and they defend and preserve our freedom for those of you that are family members that have them overseas, please, please tell them that, that Tammy Schrantz and Alan Moorhead at the westernradioshow.com love them. We appreciate what they do. Uh, their sacrifice from time away from home and family, yes, their sacrifice of their lives. And we're so thankful for the freedom that we have today to be able to ride our horses because of, because of those guys and gals. Holy cow. Uh, just send that, word, yeah, send that word along of thanks for us on this Thanksgiving weekend and uh, – Holy cow, moving around into Christmas and uh, got an idea that maybe we can have some folks call in and make some Christmas wishes here a little bit later on. But, uh, <laughs> man, just uh, inspirational show. Uh, Tammy, I, I've certainly enjoyed it today. And uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh, I hope you're not eating too much turkey out there. <laughs> I can't cook turkey, Ellen. You know I can't cook. <laughs> what do, what is, do they have turkey in Australia? Well, it doesn't mean I can cook it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, it, I, I'm going I to a friend's place for Thanksgiving. And they're cooking. So, oh, yeah, absolutely not me. No. <laughs> so you but, are the queen of the microwave meal, huh? You know that cookbook, A Man Can in a Microwave? Yeah. <laughs> that oh. must have been made for me. If it's in the frozen section, I know about it. <laughs> yeah. And, also, and, you know, and conversely, on the other side, I'm a guy in... And I've got several good recipes that I love to cook. Oh, man, I make a, a potato and sausage soup that just, oh, knock your brains out, kind of like the one they have at the <laughs> Olive Garden. 
Oh God! You, you, Maybe you should send me through some recipes, Alan. You still wouldn't be able to do it. It's, no. it's following directions. It's simply following directions. You know what I think? I think I'm too creative to cook. Oh, too Same. creative to cook. <laughs> I have never heard it. Maybe even I, I am too creative. And I'm the person who multitasks everything. You know the one that leaves the water on because you're busy doing something else when you're feeding the horses? Right. I, I multitask. I, I burnt a pizza the other day. It came out looking like a hockey puck because <laughs> <laughs> I was on the computer so excited to get a new rifle. I had to tell all my friends. And I went back into the kitchen and, and hello, that's, hockey puck. <laughs> that's, that's because you are a hockey puck, but that's okay. My dog didn't even eat it, Alan. <laughs> oh, great show again today. And again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, everywhere. And uh, please be thankful for your horses as well and give them an extra pet and uh Maybe a little alfalfa treat. Mine loves those uh, cinnamon disc candies and, uh, and I haven't seen them. peppermints and things like that. But, uh, hey, be sure to listen next week. We've got another <laughs> great show for you and some more inspiration there as well. Uh, an Australian, uh, back to another Aussie, Australian gal, Shay Fisher, <laughs> country singer. She's got some top chart songs over in Australia. Keep it yeah, she's trying to hit it big in Nashville and uh, heard her in Waco, Texas a couple of days ago and she's absolutely awesome. And uh, Tammy, she rides horses too. Uh, she's going to be on the show next Great. week. Along with uh, singer-songwriter uh, My favorite. And, and a Dan friend Robert. of Garth Brooks. He toured with Garth, was an opening act, and helped Garth write some songs. And you'll hear some more about that on the show. That's next week on westernradioshow.com. Dan Roberts will be with us along with Shay Fisher. And, hey, show notes and links from today's show, they're at www.westernradioshow.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback. And we have a contact link on the website, or you can Twitter us at Horror Radio. Twitter, Twitter. Or <laughs> That's probably not good around Turkey Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you can email Alan at Alan at horseradionetwork.com or you can catch me <laughs> at Tammy at horseradionetwork.com. Yeah. Alan, we're on Facebook too. Yeah. And friends. Yeah, I got to go check that. I hadn't <laughs> checked it in a couple of days. Facebook and friends. Alan Moorhead on Facebook or oh, Tammy Schrantz on Facebook. Tammy's got more friends than I do. No, you have more friends than me, Alan. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make you feel good on Thanksgiving, you know. I'm thankful and, uh, for the friends I have, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful for my co-host, my co-host I have, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm thankful for our sponsors, Succeed Digestive <laughs> Conditioning Formula, and our friends at Professionals Choice, and uh, we certainly appreciate it. And be sure to visit all the great shows on the horseradionetwork.com. Actually, it is horseradionetwork.com. That's where you can find them with the Horse Radio Network. <laughs> and check out Horses in the Morning with Glenn and Jamie. You never know when Tammy or myself might be on giving them a hard time or something. Tammy, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you too, Alan. Oh, folks, remember, the world looks better when you're thankful and looking down between the ears of your horse. 